It's Tuesdays with Aaron. Here's Jason Wildey with Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers on ESPN Wisconsin. It is the Aaron Rodgers Show. Thursdays with Aaron with Packers quarterback and two-time National Football League MVP, Aaron Rodgers. Hey! Congratulations, man. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. Wow. Two-time NFL MVP. You only got three more to catch your guy, Peyton, who you're on the stage with. Yeah. Five is pretty unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. What was was the night like for you, Um, and what does the second MVP mean? I know you said afterward that you'd have rather had been uh, accepting via video conference because you would have been in the hotel preparing for the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was fun. You know, I got to see uh, Eddie was there sitting behind me, so was Randall. Uh, It was fun to see those guys. Uh, Fun to be able to see some other, uh, you know, current and former players that – that I'm buddies with. You know, it's always fun to see, uh, see, you know, the guys who are there hanging out. I got to see uh, Brandon Marshall was on the carpet doing some stuff. I did an interview with Randall. Um, got to see Steve Young. Steve's a good buddy. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's a fun night. There's there's so many uh, great things that, that happened that night with the, uh, you know, get to see Ron uh, being inducted to the Hall of Fame, Ron Wolf. Um you know, Thomas Davis had a great speech, winning the Man of the Year. That was uh, that was very touching. Uh, so there's you know a lot of a lot of really uh, a lot of really fun things that go on that night. It was fun to be able to be there and be there with Olivia and uh, just enjoy the night. Um, I, I anybody who listens to the show regularly knows what a gifted orator you are. Um, you seem to cut your speech short. And as much as you talk about your teammates all the time on this show, I noticed you didn't talk about them. Tell us what happened there, because uh, I think some of us have an idea what happened. But uh, what what exactly happened to your acceptance speech? Yeah, you know what? It was it was cut off. Actually, um, what really happened was uh, as I was uh, scanning the crowd, talking, I caught eyes with uh, Mike McCarthy, and I had I don't know what your theory is on on the speech, but this is what happened. I, I saw Mike and. Actually, hadn't seen Mike uh, since the end of the season, and since uh, his brother passed away. And being so close with Mike, I actually got caught up with emotion um, mm-hmm. because I know how much it, it, uh, it hurt him to lose his brother. And my mind just went blank. Uh, all I could think about was was uh, giving him a big hug. Um, and thankfully, I was able to do that after, after the uh, speech. But uh, but yeah, I saw I saw Jason Waller, our head of PR, first. And I saw Mike, and all I could think about was uh, was how bad I felt for him uh, and his family going through that. And I don't really know what else came out of my mouth. And, and uh, uh, but I was, I was glad to be able to see him, uh, and Pete Doherty, and uh, and Spoon afterwards. You know, it's fun to see a couple uh, familiar faces there in the uh, in the press room afterwards. Didn't see uh, Demo back there, but uh, I'm sure he was busy. But yeah, you know, it was good to see Mike and uh, Mark Murphy and. Uh, Jason Wallers and Ron Wolf. You know, I was going to see Ron on stage. Uh, I've gotten to know Ron a little bit over the over the years, and obviously Elliot and I are buddies. Have been since uh, since I got uh, the Green Bay 05. So it was, you know, it was a fun night. I think a great night for for uh, Packer fans, um, and uh, and fun to be there. 
Well, that was actually the theory, because I know you had told Spoon uh, about that afterward. Um, you're also really close with Jordan. Um, was that part of the emotion there, thinking about your own connection to your younger brother? Yeah, for sure. You know, my brother was there, and he was doing some seat filling. And sitting next to <laughs> Olivia, Olivia and I was uh, John Legend and Christy Teigen. And Christy presented, and then John read kind of my um, my essay that they wrote for me uh, for the Man of the Year nomination. And then they took off. So actually they went from seat fillers to sitting uh, Jordan and his, and his good friend Todd. And it's funny because they both got some airtime. Todd was sitting right next to Tony Romo. So Tony was on TV a few times. And so Todd, Jordan's buddy, got some airtime. And then Jordan uh, got to sit next to me. So it was fun to be able to see those guys. And, uh, and yeah, you know, it's Anytime you lose a loved one, it's it's got to be uh, devastating. I, you know, my family, thankfully, um, you know, my grandfather, my dad's dad passed away in uh, the mid '90s. Other than that, we've had some pretty good fortune with our health. So, um, you know, I couldn't imagine what it would be like to lose uh, to lose a younger brother like that. So they really have seat fillers because that that didn't we have this conversation a couple of years ago when you won something and the guy sitting next to you was a seat filler and you. Like told him to play along, and he gave you a hug and stuff. Yeah, we did, the, we did the we did the brog where you kind of do the, yeah. the clasped hand in the front and the, the hand on the back. Yeah, I just told him to just uh, play along because <laughs> because uh, yeah, he was my he was a seat filler sitting next to me. So you know, it happens from time to time. I don't think uh, they usually want uh, you know seat fillers sitting in the front row. Yeah, I think they usually like the people to to stay there the whole time, but, um, but you know, people's schedules and whatnot happen, and next thing you know, you get some seat fillers next to you, and thankfully it was my brother and his buddy Todd. Um, you mentioned uh, John Legend presenting your uh, nomination for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. I know you were disappointed that you didn't win, uh, but it was neat to see the MAC Fund discussed on a national level like that. It was neat to see... Um, the NFL Network did a piece on Jack and, and John and Sarah Bartos and obviously your friend Annie, uh, which was great to see. Um, I, I wanted to ask you just about the MAC Fund and your involvement. I think it's been almost six years now that you've been part of that. What, um, Just how much have you, ha, has your involvement meant to you? And I, I go back to something you said after last year's event. At the very end, you say, uh, get into this, get involved. It'll change your life. I'm living proof of that. And I have to be honest, I get a little bit choked up just as I'm quoting you saying that because it was such a neat moment. Well, yeah, you know, the Mac Fund has really, really been a big part of my life since uh, since actually you, you know, gave me some information about it. And I, uh, you know, got to know John McLaughlin and, and John Kerry and, uh, and the kids. You know, the kids obviously... Uh, are the biggest reason for my continued and, and uh, larger involvement. And it's it's great to be able to, uh, you know, to really stand on the shoulders of, uh, of guys like uh, John, who back in the 70s, you know, put this thing together, and uh, to be able to continue uh, their mission to, um, to raise funds for uh, cancer research and patient care and blood-borne diseases and, and make a difference uh, in these kids' lives to to see them have a chance to live that normal life. And there's so many events that the MAC Fund does. John Kerry, if you, if you don't know John, John has an incredible heart for uh, for these kids and these families and the cause. 
and it's it's really inspiring being able to be around him and see how much he he cares about what he does and and the time he puts in with his kids. I mean, he's the he's the real uh, hero in this thing, and and I'm just fortunate to, to be able to, to use my platform to uh, to just raise some more awareness for it and gain uh, some steam as we try and continue to make a difference. And it's been great to branch out uh, with the It's Aaron campaign and work with some other incredible organizations. We just, uh, you know, came, uh, Greg Marshall, you know, was, we released uh, the hometown, Camp Hometown Heroes video this week, and, mm-hmm. and I think there's close to half a million views already, which is pretty amazing. Um, so that's exciting. But uh, but it starts with the MAC Fund and, and the, the work they're doing and, and the continued uh, goal of uh, giving these kids a uh, fighting chance to to have a normal life, and I'm excited to continue to be working with them. I'm excited about the work that we've done so far, and and uh, the prospect of doing even more. Two more things about that. One, um, it's Aaron really has taken off. I think you've had three seasons of it now. What was the what was the genesis of that? Because as I understand it, and correct me if I'm wrong, I know you will. You did your your public service announcement with David Gruber, uh, and. As I heard it, you wanted to do something that had a little more impact than just warning people not to drink and drive. And to see the way that has taken off has just been incredible. You mentioned the Camp Hometown Heroes one. Also, the one with Annie for Golden September got huge, huge views and was on a bunch of different national programs. I mean, what's it been like, and and how did that kind of come together for you? Well, i got to give David Gruber a lot of credit. I mean, he's got a big heart for Milwaukee and for the region and for the state. And we, you know, collaborated on some ideas about making a bigger a bigger difference. Uh, he was 100% on board, and he has been such a huge supporter. Since the first year we did the evening with Aaron Rodgers uh, to support the MAC Fund, he has been on board uh, in in what we care about, our causes and, and, our, and our dreams for making a, a, a difference. And he's been a great partner to work with um, the entire way. And, and have you seen? Have you seen these videos? Um, you know, you've, you've seen both of us just get an even bigger heart for these causes. Uh, or, you know, the city of Milwaukee, the region, and our state as these incredible organizations in our backyard are doing some amazing work, uh, making a difference for for kids, uh, especially, but for. Uh, you know, for the next generation, really, you look at uh, what Tony Gonzalez is doing with um, with Milwaukee um, College Prep Schools. You look at uh, obviously Golden September and Camp Hometown Heroes. I mean, it's been uh, it's been a great year to highlight those causes, those organizations, and um, they're all uh, different, but they're all um, you know making an impact on uh, you know on a, a really national scale. If you think about the kids that are going to go from those schools into high school and hopefully on into college and spread out across the country. Look at Camp Hometown Heroes, which has kids from, uh, I think, 22 states, it says, this past season. They're, try- they're trying to, uh, this past year, they're trying to branch out and and to get some uh, some camps in different parts of the country so that um, even more kids can come and to be around uh, other kids who've lost uh, loved ones Um do the military involvement and be able to talk to these kids and become friends and text buddies and and be able to uh, talk about their feelings. I mean, it's, it's humongous uh, the, the impact that uh, that organization is doing. And then Annie with her Golden September, uh, that uh, you know is such a uh, a huge goal uh, to be able to to have a national impact and, and make 
the month of September, a month where we wear gold to remember um, those kids who are dealing with pediatric cancer. Um, these are national causes that are uh, that are homegrown right in our backyard. So it's fun to be able to work with uh, with the Groovers and be able to uh, have Greg Marshall, who's such a, a creative visionary, put these things together and, and really make an impact. Um, I know that it embarrassed you at the time in the E60 when your mom told everyone that you had said that you weren't focused on being the only the best quarterback but the best man in the NFL. Moms tend to embarrass us from time to time. But has this been an important part of your life to, to move into this and using your platform? I know that you're sensitive sometimes to this criticism of drawing attention to, hey, look at me, I'm doing these good works. And I know that's not why you do it. Is that a challenge, though, to try and walk that line so people understand that this is about getting those causes attention and not getting you attention or nominated for a Man of the Year award? Well, I think the thing about these causes is that they can stand on their own two feet. They don't, uh, you know, they don't, they don't need uh, they don't need anything, anything from uh, from us. They just need our our time and our money and and, uh, and our support. But uh, anytime you can lend your name uh, based on the platform you've established by the things you've done on the field to a cause like this, um, you know, it just it just highlights it in a better way. It can. Um, and I think it's it's an opportunity. Uh, it's a privilege to play in the NFL, and along with that comes the uh, you know some would say opportunity, some would say responsibility. It's kind of both. You know, it's it's I think a responsibility to give back, and and the opportunities are endless. So I'm just trying to align myself with organizations that that are doing some incredible things, and and uh, just kind of highlight them a little bit. Uh, ultimately, they can stand on their own two feet and, and do are doing incredible work and. Uh, hopefully along the way, uh, the credit and the uh, the highlight goes to them uh, because that's how I want it and, and that's how it should be. Let's talk a little bit of football. Did you stay for the game after the uh, award ceremony? No, I did not. Uh, did you watch the game? I didn't. You didn't? No. <laughs> uh, because of uh, you had other things to do or because you didn't want to watch it? I had an important uh, golf date. Okay. Uh, I was trying out the old cap to see if I could get through a round of golf. And, and what was did. the verdict? Okay. What'd you shoot? I didn't break 80. I was a little disappointed. I shot 80. Bum, 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 bum. Um, all right. So I'm sure you've seen, though, at some point, the last play of the Super Bowl. Or I have the last, the last critical play of the Super Bowl. Um mm-hmm. We don't have an inside the helmet, but I'm wondering what your thoughts are as a quarterback watching that play at the goal line unfold and and maybe the um, second guessing that has occurred, because obviously that is not exclusive to the Seattle Seahawks, uh, but the way that played out and, and just kind of your take on it. Well, you know, the first down, I mean, even getting that spot, the uh... – the incredibly uh, fortunate catch there that Curse had um, to get him down there, uh, and then you run it with Marshawn on first down. You have uh, a timeout and three downs to get in there. I think I, along with everybody else, expected uh, three Marshawn Lynch runs or three read options from that point, uh, thinking there's no way they can stop him three straight times. As Marshawn was averaging over four yards of carry, and uh, so yeah, I was I was surprised by the call. 
Um, there were a few of your teammates that were uh, pleased with the outcome. Did you care about the outcome at all based on losing the NFC Championship game? Uh, yeah, I think I think we all cared about about the outcome, and uh, we were hoping that the balls would be inflated to the proper level still. Right. <laughs> uh, speaking of speaking of the Patriots. Um, I, I, I want your thought on something else, too, because you've always talked about how the quarterbacks get too much acclaim and too much credit and also too much blame. And I, I found myself wondering after that game, you know, Brady now has four Super Bowl rings. We're talking about him as the greatest of all time. We're talking about him with Joe Montana, your childhood hero. And I wondered if the Seahawks give the ball to Marshawn Lynch and they score, is Tom Brady not as good? Because he wouldn't have won that game. And I guess I'm wondering kind of how you view that, especially as someone who has won one Super Bowl, was close to getting to his second, and probably, uh, uh, not probably, certainly, wants more than just one Super Bowl title, I'm sure. Thank you for saying certainly not probably there. I appreciate that. Well, I, I like to try and correct myself when I misspeak. Well, I think uh, Peyton Manning and, and Tom Brady are the... Uh, Kind of the gold standard of our generation of, of quarterback play. Peyton's won five MVPs and one Super Bowl and and lost one. And uh, you know, Tom has won uh, what uh, two MVP, one or one MVP, and I think he's four won Super Bowls and three Super Bowl MVPs. Um, you know, I, I think obviously it takes a team to win it, but uh, I saw that Tom has four uh, fourth quarter or overtime comebacks in the Super Bowl. Um, that's pretty incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom's a buddy of mine, and, and uh, I sent him over a little email after after the win, and um, you know, just telling him how happy I was for him, and and that they were able to uh, to pull that off because I know how much he cares about football and cares about uh, winning, and and, uh, and you know, it was you know, it's it, it's incredible. Um, four Super Bowls, you know, Terry Bradshaw, Joe Montana, and and, uh, and Tom. Um, but especially after the year that Tom had, I just know, I'm guessing how gratifying and satisfying it was. Uh, at 2-2, two and two, they lose to Kansas City on Monday night, and people are calling for uh, Jimmy Garoppolo to be playing. And I think Jimmy's going to have a good career in, in time, but, um, but are you kidding me? Uh you know, for them to come back the way they did and make the run that they did and win the Super Bowl, um, you know, that's, that's probably as good a feeling as it gets. Um, they're a very well-coached team, uh, but, uh, you know, when you got Tom Brady, I think you you always feel like you're in the game and you got a chance to win that game, even down 10 in the fourth quarter. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, let's shift it to your team and uh, we'll get a few more questions and we'll get to the uh, final installment of Ask Aaron for this season. Um, both of the backups behind you, who I know are good friends of yours, Matt Flynn and Scott Tolzien, are unrestricted free agents now heading into the off season. What was it like to have both those guys in your room for the entire year while you were playing? Uh, and are you hoping that there's a way that they both end up back? I, I don't know if that's realistic or not, but what would you like to see happen? Yeah, it was a blast. I mean, those guys are a lot of fun to be around. Uh, both different personalities, but... Uh, but uh, you know, great teammates, and they're they had to make a test every week uh, this year, and man, we had a blast with those tests. They did a great job of mixing some 
uh, you know, obviously some questions about the game plan with uh, some current events and then some uh, <laughs> trivia questions as well. So we had a great time doing that. You know, just a fun time of practice, cutting up and and uh, pushing each other and, and competing against each other. We had a competition every week uh, that we kind of put together. It was me and Luke Getze were a team, and then uh, Flynn and Scotty were a team, and then Tom and Alex Van Pelt were a team. And it was uh, a competition to hit the, um, the pylon. We set the pylon up about 25 yards apart. You hit it on the fly, it's two points. You bounce it, it's one point. Uh, so we had some great competitions. Luke and I actually took the season championship. Very proud of that. Very proud of Luke for his contributions. <laughs> um, but uh, those guys had a lot of fun. You know, it'd be great to have them back. Uh, you know, with with that room we had this year. You know, with Tom in there all the time, and and Alex and and those two guys. We had a lot of a lot of fun. It was great having Luke Getzey and David Rye as well. They're both very talented coaches who uh, I would guess at some point are going to be in the mix to. Uh, to become position coaches here uh, in Green Bay, so you know it's a great room, and, and uh, there's nothing, nothing that makes a starting quarterback's life easier than when uh, the quarterback room is uh, situated the, w- the way it was this year with uh, with those guys with Alex coaching me and and uh, getting to work with uh, Scott and Matt all the time. Uh, Mike McCarthy said to us in his season wrap-up press conference, I think the quote was directly that the 2015 won't 2015 team won't bear the burden of how the 2014 season ended. Um, how do you how do you view what how the season ended and, and how you go forward now that you've had a little time? How do you prevent that from from being a weight and and make it more of a motivation? Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much you can you can carry over from year to year. Uh, you have to form your own identity each year. It's a different team. There's different uh, guys stepping up in leadership positions. There's um, you know, obviously a different roster. Um, your team kind of comes together in training camp and forms its character and identity uh, as you, you go through adversity throughout the season. So it's a different team. Obviously, uh, it, you know, that last game is going to hurt for a long time. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll be up for the challenge as the uh, as the new year starts here in the middle of April and look forward to everybody getting back there and um you know, taking care of business uh, one day at a time, and when working uh, on uh, being able to play sixty more minutes. Um, I know you'll tell me that this is foolish if it is in fact foolish. Was there any any of that from two thousand nine to two thousand ten? I mean, the way that playoff game in in Arizona ended was a gut punch way to end, um, and then you go on and win the Super Bowl the next year. Any correlation, or or am I barking up the wrong tree? Well, I don't know about barking up the wrong tree. I think you're you're fishing a little bit there. Okay. And I don't think you got the right bait on the line. Um, you know, it's it's tough to lose in the playoffs. It's tough to lose the way that we lost. But uh, you know, it'd be it'd be a refocused group. You know, we'll have different obstacles, different challenges, a different set of opponents uh, in ten of our games, and uh, you know, we have to find a way to to put it together. Um, you know, I think we can build on some things we did this year. I mean, the home field advantage that we established was incredible. Uh, the crowd and the way that uh, the crowd contributed to our, our uh, performances at home was amazing. we got to keep that up and continue to improve on that. Um, you know, we got to find a way to get back some of the mojo we had maybe uh, earlier in, uh, you know, a few years ago when we were 
winning more than half our games on the road because obviously, you know, if you look at this year, we go five and three on the road and we have the number one seed and then we're playing, you know, everything at home in the playoffs, which uh, as teams realize this year, it's a tough place to play. So that's going to be the goal. I think in years past, you talk a lot about winning your division. I think uh, after this season, we can stack on as a goal um, being a number one seed because we know how much it means to, uh, to have that home field advantage. And that's, and that's important. Even though you guys went on the road all the way through the 2010 playoffs, even though, as I'll paraphrase Josh Sitton, even though you were kicking the Seahawks' butts up and down the field for most of that game on the road, you think it's vital that you guys are at home. I do. I do. That was a different team. The 2010 team was a different team than the 2014 team. We were a lot, uh, I think, more mature team. Uh, and we, we were able to do uh, – our offense was a lot different. You know, we were able to do a lot more – uh, on offense uh, in 2014, and when you can play at home, you can do uh, obviously considerable amount more than when you play on the road. So, as we move forward, uh, continue to do the things that we do on offense. Uh, playing at home is a decided advantage for us, I think. Okay. Uh, the other thing McCarthy said was that this team had the best football IQ of any of his teams. Did you did you sense that? And how important is football IQ when you kind of look at all the different keys to being successful as a team? Yeah, that's right up there. I mean, it's important. I think uh, the opportunity to have our offensive line be together for so long was a big part of that because those guys are all very intelligent guys. And you added Corey Lindsley to the mix, who's a, uh, a really bright uh, bright player who, um, you know, understands the game and, and uh, just continue to improve throughout the year. We played a lot of our Eagle set, which is three receivers and two running backs. So John Kuhn was on the field a lot. And he held up the... Uh, uh, the, mean, the mean IQ, football IQ on the field every time he steps on there. So that helped. You have a second year, uh, Eddie Lacey, and Eddie just got better, uh, the mental part. And then physically, you know, he was still a very, uh, very talented player for us. So, uh, so yeah, you know, we, we win games with our, uh, our mental advantage, I think, a lot. And, and we just got to continue to build on that. Uh, two things, and then we'll uh, get to the Ask Aaron questions. First of all, there's been uh, – a couple of different pieces of news in the last few days. Uh, Sean Slocum fired as special teams coach. Uh, noted newsman Sam Barrington reporting on Twitter that Ron Zook is taking over. And then uh, the situation with Latroy Guyon from uh, the other night, which I'm still that, – that's, something about that story still nags at me, not just the way it's been presented. I'm wondering what your thoughts are on, on those two pieces of news. I don't really have anything to say about the first part, but the uh, the second part, you know, Detroit uh, was a great uh, a great teammate for us and a lot of fun to be around. Uh, he was like a Johnny Jolly uh, in that he had uh, a big personality in the locker room, was well liked by his teammates, and showed a lot of passion uh, for the game on the field. Now, unfortunately, um, you know you have to remember that you represent the Packers at all times, and, and we talk about it a lot, uh, what it means to be a Packer and to do things the uh, the Packer way. And it's about being, uh, you know, a good uh, good person in the community, being a good teammate, obviously, representing the organization the right way. And, uh, you know, Latroy is a free agent right now. Uh, but I know that we were thinking about bringing him back. That's what That's what the word seemed to be. So I'm not sure how that's going to change uh, with this arrest, but uh, but we love Latroy, and, and uh, you know I think in, in times like this uh, you need to come around 
a teammate like that instead of uh, instead of uh, pointing a finger or, or turning your back to him. So yeah. I'm sure our guys are doing that, and uh, you know we hope that uh, this thing gets worked out for Detroit and that uh, it's a bump on the road in his uh, NFL journey. Uh, last thing, you mentioned uh, in your post-award press conference, I think you used the term, your unathletic hamstring and calf. Um, you're so vigilant about your off-season training. You talked a lot about how much yoga you did. When you have two injuries like that, despite your best efforts, do you have to reevaluate? Do you consider some other ideas? How do you look at the two injuries that you dealt with? Because you played through them but they impacted um, how you were able to play, it, it would seem, down the stretch. Yeah, well, the first one was was related to uh, some dehydration from the week, I believe, because of uh, uh, try- having to make a, to make a weight, um, which uh, is an interesting concept in itself. I'm not going to debate that at this moment. Um, the calf was... Uh, in my opinion, due to the uh, the poor surface in Tampa. Um, Tampa's where I hurt my shoulder uh, as well back in 2008. And uh, I think that there needs to be uh, looked at um, some more uniformity as far as the field conditions because um, I think there's a couple surfaces that are more um, more likely to create uh, injury than prevent injury. There's some incredible surfaces in the, in the NFL, and there's some ones that I think need to be looked at. Tampa is one of them uh, because of the, the amount of play, I think, that, that happens there. Uh, when you put down so much sod and it's very uneven and soft, um, I think it, it uh, can lend to more, um, to more injuries. I mean, I'm too, I've played it three times and been hurt there directly. Might be indirectly related to the field twice. So, wow. Okay. What about the what about Chicago? That's the other one everyone talks about. Yeah, I don't mind Chicago. That's it's it's an anomaly because the grass is so long. Um, but uh, but it's you know it doesn't have this. It has a firmness to it that uh, that allows for footing and. Uh, and proper movements as long as you have the right cleats on. God, I love this show. We can always learn something new every time we do this. All right, let's get to the Ask Aaron questions. I, I, I couldn't pick one of these because literally there were 20 of them. When are you returning to Twitter? I, I was going to wait till after this show and then oh. jump on. Okay. So, well, Tom Crabtree and Shooter McGavin, beware. <laughs> uh, David says you met a bunch of different people this off season. Who was your favorite that you met for the first time? Uh, the first time, because you had had you met Vice President Biden before? I know you'd visited the White House a few times. No, I hadn't met uh, Vice President Biden. I'm a hmm. yeah. I mean, he kind of, it was after the season. I don't know if I can count him, but I'd like to because he was great. I mean, he was telling some stories and uh, he's a very, very engaging personality. I was, uh, I enjoyed uh, our, our short conversation. He was kind of holding court in the hallway and then he kind of saw me. As uh, Olivia said on her Instagram, you know, he kind of saw me mid sentence and he just stopped and kind of like, kind of beeline for me. Um, but so that, yeah, that was, that was fun to meet him. Uh, yeah, I've been a fan of John Legend. Um, 
Yeah, so I got to meet him the other night too, which was which was nice. Um, but yeah, I'll say I'll say Joe Biden. Okay. Uh, Bill says. I hope you could clarify something for me. I didn't like the play calls at the end of the Seattle game. Can you change any play at any time or in a situation like the end of the game? Are you locked in to the calls from the sideline? That's uh, a lot of scheme right there that I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into at this point. <laughs> I found that to be a bit of a loaded question myself. Uh, Adam says the It's Aaron videos are awesome. Can we expect a bunch more this off season and if so, is there a particular story or charity that you have your eye on? You know what? I'm not going to give away uh, that um, because we like to we, we like to surprise people through the process. So right, um, right. But, uh, but but yeah, we'll be looking at uh, at, at doing something similar uh, as we move forward. Jason says, uh, "Can we get one last Brady Papinga impression? The first one was hilarious." I don't. Do you do? Do you do uh, requests? No, I don't really like to do requests. I kind of like to do them spon- spontaneously. But uh, yeah, you know, I saw him on the field after the Dallas game, and I was excited to see him. I can't remember what he said to me. Otherwise, I'd be able to give you a good impression. But uh, I'm sure Brady's out on the book tour right now. I think he's uh, he's coming off of probably doing the Super Bowl in Spanish again, and uh, and on his book tour. Brady is. One of my favorite, like I said before, one of my favorite teammates I've ever played with. We were drafted same year. Um, he is an absolute wild man, and uh, he needs to have a reality show, him and his wife and their family, because I think that would be something that uh, people would really enjoy tuning in and watching. All right, last, uh, last four Ask Aaron questions for the season. Jeremy with uh, another quasi-scheme question. He says, what was wrong with the red zone offense down the stretch, and what do you need to do to fix it? Jeremy's very direct. Yeah, very direct. You got to score touchdowns in the red zone. So it's about execution when you get down there. What do we need to do to fix it? Uh, execute better. I think um, who said that? Uh, Russell Westbrook, right? He, he did a whole interview about executing better. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just let Russell take it from there. You got, That's but we need you guys, those sound bites. If we ever do this show in the future, we need those sound bites. You just hit like a soundboard and just hit Russ coming in with like execute. We execute better. We got to execute I'll, better. I'll, uh, I'll start execute. working on. I'll start working on that for for next year. You guys were great in the red zone in the first half, though. I mean, you, that is something that you guys have to look at, right? Because you were so good in the first half of the season and, and not as good down the stretch. That's fair, right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably fair. Okay. Uh, Alex says, since you are typically a person who is very private with your relationships and such, what prompted you to make such a special shout-out to Olivia in front of a national audience? Well, just kind of came from the heart there. Yeah. I kind of um, like the new Aaron, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I do, too. Uh, <laughs> and she's been a big part of that. So. You know, she was uh, with me during the season, and uh, having her having her around meant uh, meant so much to me. Uh, to be able to have that stability off the field just allows you to play uh, with a clear mind, I think, on the field, and, and uh, not having to deal with any you know any of those uh, you know burdens that can come along if you're if you're not dating the right person. So, thankfully, I am. Uh, Jackie says, "If you, can, I always love these because everyone likes to 
connect with your sense of history. If you could visit any point in history knowing that your actions would not change the present, when would you go and why, and what would you do while you were there? For example, I want to visit the court of Henry VIII and meet Anne Boleyn. I think she's <laughs> innocent. <laughs> now, see, I mean, that, that throws a wrench in there when you're saying you can go back, but you can't change any events. Well, let's uh-huh. do it. Hey, wait a minute now. Change the change the play. Say uh, you are going to change. Did the you present. know that? I just want to say. Did you know that the Back to the Future movies, when they go forward in history in, in time, when they go back to the future, do you know what year they go to? Two thousand fifteen. Right. Where's our flying cars at? I don't know, but they're working on the hoverboard. Apparently, that's in the works. I read a story about it. Yeah, we'll see about that. All right. I. Well, I'm, I've always been fascinated by the uh, the pyramids, the Great Pyramids. So I would love to go to Egypt for one, but uh, um, but yeah, go back to the time of uh, you know around a couple thousand years ago, or you know maybe four or five thousand years ago, kind of see what was going on there. I think that would be fun. All right, and the last ask Aaron for the season, at least. Uh, goes to our mutual friend Kyle Cousineau, who is getting married oh. this weekend. Uh, he oh. says, I'm, I'm, he- I'm heading to Mexico next week for my honeymoon. Would you suggest I stick to beer or mix in a fruity drink? Oh, man, that's, that's tough. You know, I thought you would recommend you scotch. Going, a good margarita uh, always tastes a little better, I think, in Mexico. Um, you know, Maybe a Dos Equis or a Corona or a Modelo. I don't know. I drink scotch, so yes. I can't really help you with the with the beer suggestion. Other than I'll give a shout-out to Sierra Nevada Brewed in Chico, California. Um, the Summerfest is an excellent beer any time of year, especially in the summer. But uh, I'm, I'm on scotch. Right and, and none of those come with a little umbrella in them. Um, all right. That, no. That's it. We're done. Um, I, I just want to say this. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with the show going forward. You, I, you know how I feel uh, about you and about the show. Um, this has been an awesome four years. I can't, I can't thank you enough, and I don't think your fans can thank you enough. Two MVPs during the four years we've done the show. Insight to the best player in the league on a weekly basis about his life and about football. I don't think we could have asked for anything else. So whether this show continues or not, whatever happens, happens. But this has been awesome, and we can't thank you enough for making time for us each week to do this. It's been so much fun for me to get to be a part of, uh, and I, I, I just I think the fans would agree that this has been a really neat thing to be a part of, and, uh, and thank you for that. Well, I appreciate that, and I have enjoyed it. It's been fun to... Uh, to connect with the fans in, in a different way, especially uh, when I don't do Twitter during the season, to be able to uh, answer some questions and and to meet people who are actually listen to the show every week is, is exciting. And um, you know what we do, uh, you know, on the field is incredible. Um, but uh, you know, I think it's fun to be able to show uh, the other side from time to time and, and give some people some insight that doesn't uh, show up on the Wednesday press conference or the post-game press conference. So I've enjoyed it, and thanks to, obviously, uh, ESPN and Craig and everybody there and and yourself and the fans for listening. Um, We'll see what happens. 
Enjoy Enjoy your your off-season. Off-season. I know I will. I, I I know you will too. Thanks for everything. We will uh, we will talk to you again down the road. This has been the Aaron Rodgers Show.